0: I'm in the bath and my mobile phone rings. I lean over and pick it up. Hello, I say. It's a work, colleague. We need to talk about contracts. Without a turnaround clause, I'd be crazy to sign, I say. On the word crazy, I gesture importantly with my hand. I inadvertently instigate a small splashing sound. There's a silence. Are you in the bath, he says. No, I say. I instantly lie as motionless as I possibly can. Really, he says, it sounds like you're in the bath. I'm not in the bath, I say. I curse the fact that I randomly chose bath salts instead of bubble bath. The foam would have insulated the splashing noise. Is it too late? Can I pour bubble bath in and wave my hand around under the surface, thereby silently creating bubbles? I'm not in the bath, I say. Oh, he says, we both know He's caught me in a weird lie. The comedian James Rawlings has been thinking about the lies he tells and he is feeling contrite about them. Do you remember your very first lie? I do, yeah. What was the situation?
1: Well, it was about 24 years ago and I was six and... I'd come home from school my brother and I were watching TV and my mum was watching it and I went upstairs and for no reason, just out of sheer boredom, picked up a pen and coloured in just half of my brother's carpet in his bedroom. Came downstairs and carried on watching TV and five minutes later my mum went upstairs and then came running back downstairs, extremely cross, and she said, ''Who's coloured in Robbie's carpet?'' And I looked up and, without missing a beat, went, uh, must have been him when he went to the loo. And my brother was completely unaware of this and was picked up by the scruff of his neck from a beanbag and spanked. And there were tears running down his face and him just looking at me going, what, I haven't, I haven't done anything. And me sitting there going, "Ah," oh. i feeling quite cold and calculating about the whole thing but at the same time going, that could be me, but how easy was it to go, yeah, it was him. <laughs> how
0: old was your
1: brother? at the time? Four. Do you know what? I apologised to him a couple of years ago about it. What did he say? He couldn't remember.
0: And he didn't feel, as you watched him being, being beaten, he you d- you didn't feel sort of remorseful. No, I didn't actually.
1: <laughs> I think I made the conscious decision then that it was quite easy to lie, and you could, with conviction, and certainly if you acted on it quickly and resolutely then you could get away with a lot of stuff and actually I talked to a teacher at school about three or four years later someone hadn't done their homework and he'd made up a pretty rubbish lie and this English teacher said to us you know, if you're going to lie, right make it big and make it one thing, one reason don't put three or four kind of wishy-washy reasons she was like, make one big lie like, my dad's in a car crash there it is almost something That's good advice yeah exactly yeah. you know hit people very hot because the, people's natural reaction is to go oh well in that case so go big was his advice and you know, so from then on certainly through my teens like, yeah i followed that up tell me about some of your adult lives i did something once just a few years ago where it was a saturday morning and i was living with about four people and the phone rang at about 10 o'clock on saturday morning just got up carrying a hangover picked up the phone and this girl went well, hi, and I went hi, and she went it's. And as she said her name, there was a crackle on the line, and I missed her name. And I was like, right. And I thought I'll just get into the conversation, and then I'll work out who it is, and it'll be fine. So I said, hi, how are you? And she was like, oh, I'm really well, really well. How are you? I was like, yeah, I'm, I am brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely. What have you been up to? Ah, oh, And she just wouldn't give anything away. She was like, oh, loads of stuff. And then she asked a really specific question about work, and it suddenly dawned on me that she thought I was my housemate, Rory. And she went, oh, yeah, I wanted to ask you about that contract problem. And I suddenly went, yeah. And instead of saying, which would have been really easy, look, this is there's obviously a problem here. You yeah, think I'm t- Rory. I'm not Rory, I'm James, and uh, let me go and get him. I went, yeah, and then just put the phone... I didn't put it back on the receiver. I didn't put the phone down on her. I just left it on the side and went outside and had a cigarette for five minutes and thought... Is that, is that really yeah, true? really in, true." in a slight panic as well, going, oh, whoa, 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 what, what a mix-up. And it was, you know, it wasn't that... I could have just been really clean about it. It was like, oh, I can't deal with this. This is... This is Titanic. <laughs> it was really pathetic. And when you came back, was she- No, she'd gone... I've no idea who she was. No idea. I said to Rory, look, I think someone from work called up and he never found out. He's like, I don't work with a girl. And I suddenly, you know, I never use contracts. So she might have just got a wrong number and we'd had a conversation with a perfect stranger. Terrible sort of
0: flash of pain when you realise you've been caught in a lie, isn't it? Mm. I remember recently I was uh, I was on a phone booking a restaurant and she said, Do you want to take down the confirmation number? So she said, two two four one seven eight nine two And I went... Wait, you know, sort of, I sort of—I wrote the letters yeah. with my finger in the air, three, two, four, one, something—and she said, D- "Did you get that?" And I said, "Yeah." And then later in the conversation, I said, oh, "My computer's crashed. Could you read the num- <laughs> Could you read the numbers back to me?" So I went three. <laughs> <laughs> she went three, <laughs> four. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then I had to, I had to admit to it. that I... Well, I didn't say, I did what everybody does, which is write the numbers with my fingers yeah. in the air. I didn't say that, but I think I said, <laughs> OK, I didn't write down the day. James Rawlings. This is not abnormal. In 2002, the University of Massachusetts secretly filmed students having conversations with strangers. Then they asked the students to analyse the tapes for untruths. It turned out that the students lied three times every ten minutes. A few years ago, the writer Danny Wallace noticed he was lying a lot. But unlike James Rawlings and I, who've come to accept that lying is just something we do, Danny decided to be a better person than that.
2: i tried to do a lot of growing up but I tried to do it too quickly, and I'd ended up kind of getting a proper job and a pension and a mortgage, and I started kind of not going out. And soon it became very easy to not go out, and it became very easy to text people instead of call them and to white lie a lot. What kind of lies? Um, you know, I'm I'm going to a women in war museum. Okay. Things like that. Just, you is know. that an actual word? I think, well, I... I remember saying I went to a Women in War Museum, and I've never in my life been to a Women in War Museum. I don't even know if there is a Women in War Museum, but it's something I did say. But I realized it wasn't all that healthy, and I realized that perhaps there was more to life than the weakest link in Samosa's. Samosai, sorry.
0: And so Danny went out. he got gone on a night bus, got talking to a stranger, and the stranger said to him, say yes more
2: initially I started saying yes to absolutely everything and I realized after a day or two that you really can't live your life that way and so I came up with a way of refining the scheme which was to say yes to invitations suggestions requests and favors and that included spam email I now own an amazing penis patch I I, an
0: an amazing penis patch
2: yeah I've got one of those Um, I've got a doctorate I've got a nursing degree from the University of Rochville I'm a minister, I could marry you on the spot. It's not often I say that to a man. All these weird little things and things just improved because I found life a lot funnier. Hmm. What, what- does an amazing penis patch do? You pop it on your, you know, your- Well, your, penis. Yeah. Yeah. It's a patch. And, uh, through the use- uh, you know, like a nicotine patch? Well, like you probably don't know what a nicotine <laughs> patch is like. Four cigarettes into the interview one that's oh, right you no, can put that in your lying show yeah well i was alive <laughs> the way a nicotine patch would work is you know you pop it on and the nicotine goes in and, and it has an effect and and your penis no longer wants to smoke i think i'm not sure if that's technically well i mean you know that's one of the, the side effects danny
0: wallace and i agree to reconvene on the streets of soho in about eight minutes He says he'll show me that the way to stop being a miserable liar is to say yes more. There's some news from the University of Pennsylvania. It turns out that midnight feasters are not sinfully gluttonous after all. We're victims of a previously unidentified disorder known as night eating syndrome. This is a hormonal phenomenon triggered by a serotonin deficiency. I can't help feeling sorry for the devil now that every one of his deadly sins has been explained away by the medical community. There's gluttony, night-eating syndrome. There's wrath, an imbalance of adrenaline and noradrenaline. There's lust, compulsive sexual disorders linked with subsyndromal obsessive-compulsive disorder. There's pride, obsessional self-regard often due to body dysmorphic dysfunction. There's sloth, don't blame us, blame our underactive thyroids. And there's envy and covetousness, a lack of self-worth caused once again by a deficiency of serotonin. I always knew that if we held out long enough, we'd turn out to be blameless for everything, so this is the best possible news. Here's the evolutionary biologist, David Livingston Smith.
3: To understand human lying, like, to understand any other human universal you have to look at the evolutionary history of, the, of our species and so in doing that I, my eyes were open to a whole world of biological literature which showed essentially that lying is normal in nature uh, some of the more dramatic examples of primitive organisms deceiving are the pollination strategies of various uh, plants if we look at the example of the mirror orchid, which is one of the bee orchids. The flower of the mirror orchid mimics the female of the pollinating species of wasp very exquisitely. It also generates an artificial version of the sexual scent released by the female of the pollinating species. So essentially the wasp uh, is attracted by wasp pornography produced by the plant. So they spend a great deal of time fruitlessly attempting to mate with the flower, picking up loads of pollen in the process, biting the flower in frustration, which only releases more of the artificial sexual scent, and only eventually to fly away in disgust, land on another pseudo-female, and cross-pollinate the plants. Huh. So they don't learn? No, they don't learn. <laughs> The domestic animals lie. The cats lie. My, my cats, uh, when I was growing up, used to, the Siamese cat used to go to the door, demand to be let out. My grandfather would then get off of his comfortable chair to let the cat out. The cat would circle around the back and occupy his nicely warm chair.
0: Is this you who did the study that um, the students were being?
3: Oh no, it wasn't me. Right. That's that's a that's Robert Feldman at the University of Massachusetts Amherst,
0: and he um, discovered that the students were lying three times every ten minutes. So once approximately,
3: yeah, it, the average was two point nine lies for ten minutes of conversation. And is again, that just because
0: they were students?
3: Psychology, you have to realize, is what it boils down to is the science of college students because all of these professors do their research on college students. Um,
0: uh, uh, kind of immature stoners. Surely, surely all, these, uh, all these studies are, like, you know, flawed because you, you just don't trust
3: students. Well, maybe I'm being patriotic. Well, the more studies there are, it becomes evident that you shouldn't trust anybody.
0: I know somebody who recognized his lies and saw his lies as being a symptom of being miserable. And he's decided to better himself, to not lie anymore. And the way he's he's chosen to better himself is to just say yes to everything. Mm -hmm. Now, does this make him an admirable person, or is he kind of freakishly negating evolutionary biology in this endeavor?
3: Well, he he won't succeed. I think at best he's opening himself for considerable self-deception. Hmm. Why do you say that? If people are natural-born liars, no matter how hard we try, we cannot eliminate the disposition to deceive. We can create the illusion for ourselves that we are, and we do that by deceiving ourselves, lying to ourselves.
0: Soon, Danny Wallace will take me onto the streets of London to prove that by saying yes more, we can buck the evolutionary trend for deceit and self-deceit. But let us cut away to Mount Sterling, Iowa, and reporter Danny Robbins, who's just arrived at a town famous for its lies.
4: i've just arrived in mount sterling it's about midnight local time it's taken me two planes and a long car journey to get here it really is in the wilds of the midwest we got lost on the outskirts we were flagged down by a car turned out it was the mayor joe hamlet the very man i've come to see and he helped me find the motel and he's actually given me a copy of the local newspaper here which announces my arrival so the whole town knows i'm coming tomorrow I'm going to go out and find out why they like lying so much. I was going to meet Joe, the mayor, at about half past nine. He's just outside. He's been beeping for about It's um, half past seven in the morning. And he clearly really wants to talk to me about lying. So he's quite an amazing figure. I can see him out the window. He's got these blue and white overalls and a really big moustache and a big baseball hat. And, well, Crikey, I'd better go and meet him. Mount Sterling received a lot of publicity recently when Mayor Joe proposed a ban on lying. The suggestion divided the town's inhabitants, all 53 of them. It's a hunting community, and bragging about the size of the animal you've just bagged is as natural to them as me saying, ''Oh, I'm sorry, the train was a bit
3: late.'' How how done do you want this bacon? Well, that was looking good to me. I'm not out looking for no trouble, but it was kind of getting out of hand, uh, I thought. We hunt turkeys in the spring. There were so many people exaggerating about what these turkeys weighed. And we, man, we were getting all kinds of guys saying they weigh in 27, 28, 29 pounds. And, and you put them on a set of scales and they're not that big.
4: And so if they were lying under the ban, w- would you have fined them? You know, good law is not
3: the punishment. We're just trying to deter
4: I saw a deer last night that must have been about eight feet tall. <laughs> did you, did you stop my life? I'm taking refuge now in the house of a, a very nice gentleman who took me and saw me being struck by the heat. Uh, What's your name, sir? Robert Breeden. Are you a, are you a hunting man? At all?
2: Yeah, I guess I'm one of the instigators of this No Lying Ordinance. And I shot a turkey three years ago, and it weighed 27 pounds, 15 ounces. So I said, well, heck, it's a 28-pound turkey. One ounce, come on, you know.
4: Heck, he bled that much, you know. But did Joe jump on your case for that? Yes, sir, he did. <laughs> I liked Robert. I felt, in a town full of liars, I could trust him. He offered to take me shooting up in the woods so I could witness at first hand where he popped his inaccurately weighed turkey. He brought six of his 20 guns, including an AK-47 assault rifle. So I guess he wouldn't use this to hunt deer with it would be sort of sledgehammer to crack a nut territory i think oh yeah you, you would them. great would you? great little deer oh, yeah. cartridge how many deer could you take out with one of these you could take out a herd with this thing <laughs> <laughs> did i hit the target many times there robert Go take a look um i hit it with every one amazing <laughs> i didn't really i hit it once I've been told to contact a lady called Judy Ash, and apparently she was on the council at the town council at the time of the ban, and I think she lives just over here.
3: He says,
2: we've been telling tall tales in Mount Sterling now for over 100 years. I says, Joe. I said, well, what happens if Patsy comes in here and she's wearing... Something really outrageous, like she does once in a while. I said, "Are you going to tell her how nice she looks?" He says, "No." <laughs>
4: so did, pe- did people used to lie to Patsy about whether her dresses? For well, sure. Poor well. A Patsy. He, 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 So um, I'm just in the church now, and I'm with the Reverend Bill Schumacher. As a clergyman, what do you make about the idea of banning lying?
3: I think it's a really good idea if we eliminate lying. That's eliminated a lot of the problems that we're going to have in our communications with one another. Joe's not a particularly religious man, is he? Uh, this is the first
4: time he's been in church yeah. since I've been here, yeah. And, and, and yet his law is, I, I guess, would you call it a, sort of a godly law, or a, a yeah. law?
3: Yeah, it's based on the Ten Commandments, that I shall not bear false witness against your neighbor or whatever. So, And, and he is trying to bring some sense of morality back, to the community. And can I just say, I love your
4: tie as well. Okay. Is it, is it, that's the ark, uh, yes. the rainbow and the the, uh,
3: God's promise of, that He'd never destroy the world again by rain.
4: So I'm back with Mayor Joe now. We're uh, driving up to a party in the woods where we're going to meet lots of hunters. So, Joe, can I expect to hear some pretty big lies here? Yes, you'll hear some
3: good ones. I mean, I think they're world-class liars.
4: So it's very exciting. It's pitch black, and we're going deep into the woods. Yeah. So, um, I've been told that this is the place to meet the most liars. We're <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, not in city limits You're <laughs> in the liar's nest, right? Now. <laughs> We're not city <serious>. limits.
4: <laughs> so, come on, Joe's hiding in the corner.
0: <laughs> okay, I, I was out hunting,
3: walked up a railroad track, and there's a rabbit there. And when I shot at the rabbit, a covey of quail went up, run into a train... And the train killed the six quail, so I got one rabbit the six quail in one shot. And is that true? No.
4: <laughs> Generally, in life, we're encouraged to feel guilty about our life. But here in Mount Sterling, they take pleasure in it and pride in it. They've turned lying into an art form. And Joe's idea for a ban, rather than clamping down on lies has actually just led to a kind of greater awareness of how good they are at it in mount sterling and i think really what joe has brought about here is a celebration of the art and science of lying.
0: danny robbins in iowa Back in London, Danny Wallace is trying to prove that lying is a symptom of solipsistic misery and the way to be less solipsistically miserable is to say yes more. He takes me to a record shop in Soho.
2: How about you go into the music shop, you walk up to someone and you say, I was just wondering if you could recommend me some good music to listen to. Yeah, it's got to be house music, isn't it? It could be, but that's your preconception. Already, you're down on it. Already you're saying, no, it's going to be house music. What if it's not? What if he gives you some oblivion jazz? It's going to be some sort of dance music. I just know it. You don't. You don't know it. You see, this is why you're in a funk. This is why you're in a funk, because instantly I've given you this opportunity and you're going, I can't really bother. It's going to be rubbish. It's going to be this thing. It could be amazing. This could change your life. Well, I'll do it, but it's going to be dance music. Let's just do it, Ronson. Okay, John's walked into the music shop and he's shuffling about. He's going up to someone, he's lost his nerve, he's looking at a poster. There he is, he's talking to someone. The man instantly is walking up, he seems to know exactly what he's after. He's picked up an LP, he's putting it on the record player. John is donning a pair of headphones, he's nodding his head up and down. Um, Hopefully, he's going to say yes to this. He's putting the record back in the sleeve. Now, this is the moment. Is he going to buy it? He is. He's going to buy it. John is going to buy the record. This could be the start of something new. He's got a bag. John's now, I don't know what's going on. John's arguing about his PIN number. He's somehow, he's somehow made this into a very difficult transaction. All he had to do was walk in, buy a random record and come out, and already think, I can see why he's in a funk. I really can. Seat in the bag and out comes John. Here we go. Looking slightly sheepish. How's that, John? What 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 happened
0: there? House music.
2: Right. Did you like it? What what I mean is it kind of opening up a world of possibilities to you?
0: Seemed a bit samey. Right. Ten seconds after leaving the record shop, a passerby approaches us because he recognises Danny. Danny tells him I have a free day in London, and I'm going to say yes to whatever he randomly tells me to do.
2: I'd probably go somewhere really nice, maybe go on a helicopter ride. Go on a helicopter ride, John? That's brilliant. You could break a few rules, maybe
1: sneak into that theatre and, I don't know, blag your way in and watch them rehearsing for Mary Poppins.
2: John, Um, that's not a bad idea, my friend. I mean, have you seen Mary Poppins, the musical? No. Would it ever have occurred to you... In your everyday life walking around london to sneak in to try and blag your way in to try and see them rehearsing mary poppins how do you know they're rehearsing now john i think this sounds like a plan my friend this sounds like a plan and i charge you with with the mission of saying yes but
0: surely we should all go in with the microphone because otherwise i'm just walking into a room you're somehow. getting out of
2: this somehow no i'm not i'm you're saying i want to record it lucy way. who side are you
0: on here yours yeah because there's no point in me just going in if the listener doesn't all right mr no Listen, Danny, will you do the (laughs) talking? Will you do the talking?
2: (laughs) So you want me to do the yes and not you? Alright, I'll do the yes.
0: Our experiment was dealt a cruel blow in the form of the Mary Poppins public relations officer who said there was no way we could sit in on a rehearsal, so I went on a helicopter instead. Here I am getting in. Wow! Just <laughs> really banged my head on the top of the helicopter. That bodes
4: badly. Delta, Juliet,
2: taxi for 20 minutes flight to the east. Two on board. Red Hill
4: right. Aviation. Julia, I'll just taxi off the one runway 26
0: Ryan. Is all well? All the four is that? Good. What I'm seeing is the look on Elaine and Joel's face when they hear that the helicopter crashed and there were no survivors. It makes me feel less bad about being in a solipsistic funk because at least I'm in a solipsistic funk but I'm not reliant on rotor blades. I'm just in my house. So, in many ways, it's been a success. You don't seem to be anti deceit. You you just accept it as something that we do. Mm. Or would you envisage a utopian world where people don't lie?
3: First of all, it wouldn't be desirable to have a utopian world in which no one lied. Society, as we know it, would fall apart very, very quickly. Our social institutions and our social relations are dependent on a pretty high level of deceit. But we don't want people to lie to us, but we want to have the reserve the privilege of lying to them, because it's to our disadvantage to be lied to, to be taken in by deceit, but it is to our advantage to take others in by deceit.